Welcome to the Edinburgh Fringe. On today's show, let's cheat with Chloe Radcliffe. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening from Edinburgh. It's August, which means it's the arts capital of the world. I mean, it's still the capital of Scotland. It does that every 12 months over the year. But for one month, it just becomes this massive smorgasbord cavalcade of every type of show you could possibly imagine. Assuming your imagination stretches to 3,500 shows. If it stretches to 4,000, we're going to miss out, unfortunately. (laughs) Three and a half weeks, three and a half thousand shows. We're never going to get all of them into the podcast. As I always say, what we're doing here on the Fringe Podcast is just bring you the best flavour of the Fringe possible. If you're in Edinburgh, it's going to give you some ideas of shows you could see. If you're not in Edinburgh, you're close by, it might tempt you into our city. If you're far far away from Edinburgh, my goal is to make you as jealous as all possible and for you to look up how much it's going to cost you to get to Edinburgh next year. And with the way the economy and the exchange rate is going, that's probably going to be a lot easier if you're in America. But first, (laughs) because we are speaking to an American company later, and while the finances don't come into an interview, it's very, very noticeable that there are many, many American comics coming over here, something, something, exchange rate, half price strip, something, something, something. But before then, let's take those words, half price, and just remind those of you who are in Edinburgh that the half price hut is back in operation. Now, it's not a full-blown hut. It's hiding inside the box office of the Edinburgh Fringe offices on the Royal Mile. But given the, you know, the reliance on apps and the, the power of Edinburgh's 5G signal... The lack of power of Edinburgh's 5G signal, sometimes popping in, seeing what's on uh, just in a sort of random list at half price and getting a paper ticket is the best way to experience the Fringe. Now, it's not name shows. You can't go in and nominate your own show and say, I would like two half price tickets for the Sorries, for example. If the Sorries want to do the half price hut, they would have to basically nominate themselves and go through the process there. But going in will give you some Fringe shows with a little bit of a safety net uh, interval financial safety net to try and experience something a little bit different about the fringe it's another way of just doing discovery finding something different and just having an amazing i'm going to go back to that word discovery an amazing august of discovery now for today's interview somebody you might want to discover a little bit more about after the interview and The show itself, Cheat, asks, if the world is becoming more used to shades of grey, why is infidelity still a black and white conflict with a clear villain? It's a topic, or at least the starting point, of Chloe Radcliffe's show. She is, as I said, one of those comics who's made the trip over from the US. And the show, which is called Cheat, is it's an almost classic fringe style. It's examining the human condition, first through the eyes of the comic, and then their lived experiences, and then moving that out into a wider world and finding something intriguing to explore over the hour with fun, 
with pathos, with a little bit of intellectual rigour, uh, and the occasional dirty joke, because it is the fringe after all, and there's never comedy going up. Cheat plays at Pleasant's Courtyard, 7.15pm every day, but like many shows who are going right through to the end of the fringe on the 26th or the 27th, Monday the 14th will be the day off. This is sort of that middle of Monday. It's traditional that a lot of shows will go dark on this day. Not all of them, but if you are doing your planning and you haven't checked times, just remember that the 14th is sometimes a day where a lot of shows aren't going to be running. It's also this year a, a lot of days where the shows sort of flip over. Many shows are only running up to the 13th and doing a half run and others are starting on the 15th. So do keep an eye on shows if you really want to see some of them. Uh, this might be your last weekend to do it. Don't assume they're going to be here for all of August. So, as always, check listings for details. Listings for Chloe's show you'll find back at our website, as always, emberfringe.thepodcastcorner.com. But enough of the introduction. Let's play the jingle and go to the meat and potatoes. Joining me now on the Ember Fringe podcast, Malarkey. Yeah, no, we've been doing it for so long. It's like we sit down, we talk to people, we have fun. <laughs> Chloe Radcliffe, you have to talk to me and you have to be fun now, okay? Oh, no. I uh, I can talk to you. I can't promise fun. That's fine. I'm it, very sad. I'm actually not that sad. I was, but I'm not. Well, you're wow, in Edinburgh. What you're an escaped. incredible... <laughs> yeah, you escaped yeah, yeah. New York. We still have the time I difference class with our voices, but hey, you've escaped New York yeah. and you made it to Edinburgh. Made it, made it. I'm so, I'm so excited uh, for the fringe. Why? Um, I am excited to be in a place where there's so much more green. Is that a crazy reason why? I, I'm, I'm so excited to be uh, in in a city that is so beautiful that I, I uh, am. I'm excited to just fall head over heels in love with. I'm excited to be for this project that has been, um, you know, a ramp up for months and months and months and really like since I started working on it multiple years I'm excited for that to actually for the plane to be taking off you know it feels like we've been building the plane and now the plane can fly uh so yeah I'm 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 really really pumped tell us about the project then it's called cheat I say project let's call it what it is it's your massive debt laden show coming to Edinburgh yes yes my massive debt laden show uh, coming to Edinburgh, both financial and emotional debt. Um, I the show is about how I have a it's a predominantly stand up, um, but I guess technically a one woman show, technically a solo show uh, about how I have a history of cheating in almost every relationship I've ever been in. Uh, nice to meet you. Um, and uh, it's a thing that I've been talking about on stage for several years, and it just every single time I talk about it on stage, it it always really resonated with. There was always people who came up afterward and was and was like that really spoke to me, and um, but felt like they had to you know to say that resonated with them quietly and uh, and so I am really excited to be running this show that is very important to me that I think uh, more people can relate to than anybody wants to admit uh, for twenty seven nights in a row. Bringing a show to the fringe is always a big investment. We we mentioned it there. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there is a sort of well-worn path for the British-based comics and stand-ups that you go to the fringe and this is where it is in your career. What about coming from America? 
Because, I mean, for, first of all, I mean, that sort of stand-up structure is completely different because it's always geared towards getting onto television, where stand-up in the UK, to me, always feels like to do more stand-up. Yes. Um, yes, there is no... The, the path is not well-worn. The path is full of boulders. The path is... Uh, at this point, you have to strap two ladders together and lay them over a crevasse and then um, clamber across the ladders and make sure you don't fall into the crevasse. And then you still have to cross an ocean. Um, that is, there is no well-worn path for American comics. Um, Edinburgh is, it's certainly, I mean, it's its a brand name here and it's a, a, a very well-respected um marketplace of ideas and uh and and a, a feather in a cap for a comic certainly but <clears throat> it the prep for it has felt uh lonely at times because it's not it's just really not where americans direct most of their energy and effort and um and so i i have relied very heavily on a small group <clears throat> excuse me of a few other a handful of other americans who are going across um and we all go uh what does this mean uh what does this mean what's the difference between flyer and leaflet what's the difference between program and pamphlet what's the difference between uh the fringe program and your venue program what is happening um so yes without without my little core of american friends and i don't mean that to say you know i won't uh, you know that I'll I'll discriminate uh, pro-American once I you know once I'm really in the rhythm of the fringe. But without that little group of of folks here in prep, I would be adrift. What's been the most surprising thing then in that sort of physical trip prep? This is a positive surprise. I came over for the Brighton Fringe in May, and I wound up doing a few nights in London. And um, through the the extraordinary kindness and generosity of, of the good folks who run the Bill Murray and Angel Comedy Club, um, they said, hey, do you want to work in progress slot? We um, we had somebody drop uh, for tomorrow night. It was it was a 24-hour turnaround. So this is a chance to get to run through the show in front of an audience at the full length. Exactly, exactly. And um, and I, I have some degree of strength on social media. And so I know that I, so I was like, okay, I'll post about it. And hey, if there's three people, whatever. And and I, I know that a handful of people um, showed up because I posted, but I would say the room was probably half sold and 70% of those people did not know who I was, just showed up because they wanted to see a work in progress that popped up at the Bill Murray. And the fact that your country, your incredible, incredible country, earnestly supports live performance and art for the sake of art and the development of creation. I mean, like the idea that people were like, yeah, I like to see a, a piece, you know, in progress is so foreign to compared to our American blood sucking you know every every ounce of this must get every dollar out possible and must be as close to perfection except perfection is also this sanitized hollow you know nothingness um the the fact that you the fact that you have a culture around supporting live performance and the development therein is so astonishing to me and makes me feel um it just it just really soothed me going into Edinburgh. And what are you expecting then from Edinburgh? Um, I would say like every night 
everybody's going to carry me out on their shoulders, I think, is probably what's going <laughs> to... Um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, I, <clears throat> I think where I have gotten over the last few months of like trying to figure out what I want from the festival and what do I expect and what's going on. Um, where I have landed is I think I have no way of knowing what is going to happen in the festival. And I, all I can, uh, all I can address in myself is that I cannot get my arms around this thing without just actually doing it. And that it, you know, it is a, you just have to jump off the cliff and you don't know what you don't know what it's going to feel like to fall off, you know, to fall when you're when you're in free fall. Yeah, you can practice that pulling that rip cord, but at some point you have to do it not you on the ground. You just have to do it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What about afterwards? When when you take you, you know you said it's a feather in your cap, the fringe when you're an American comic, but I mean, does it give you anything tangible? I mean, obviously, you know, someone in the UK has all the reviews <laughs> from the fringe and they can use that to get more what, what value does it give you? I'm, so, I'm sorry, I appear to have turned into the blood-sucking American huckster from the Bronx here. What does it give you? What does it give you? <laughs> um, the, I mean, what an incredible question that has an answer that you may, that people in the UK maybe won't love. Um, but uh, it's not, there's nothing guaranteed and it becomes really about it's it it can I think turn into momentum that a person in Hollywood, whether an entertainer or whether a representative, um, you know, can can use to to gin up more attention, um, particularly if you have a strong Edinburgh run. But um, it's not it, it isn't a uh, it, it isn't a clearly understood token or clearly understood calling card in the way that it seems to be in not only the UK, but also Australia, New Zealand, you know, in, in other English speaking performance scenes, um, it, it here, look, if I were to do uh, five minutes on a late night television program here, uh, you know, on the tonight show or on the late, late show or whatever, um, that also is a feather in a cap and is not, a thing that can make a career anymore. It used to be, um, you know, decades ago, but not anymore. And so now, say I do a set on The Tonight Show, now I have to go and use that as momentum to gin up more interest in my own career for whatever, you know, I go, hey, do you want to be in the business of Chloe? Uh, please, please say you want to be in the business of Chloe, right? Um, that... It, it, I think that ultimately is where Edinburgh lands as well, that Hollywood just goes, I don't know, convince us that we should pay attention to you. And, and this is evidence in that argument. Talk a bit about the differences there. Uh, what about in the show itself? You said it was quite universal with presumably the American audiences. So what was yeah, it like? Yeah, because everybody Brighton? cheats. <laughs> Write that down. Every single person cheats. <laughs> it's universal. It's not just me. Has it did it translate well to Brighton in the working process? Is the sort of audience reaction being universal? It did. Yes. The 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 universality of it, I should say, the, the universality of the show is not um I'm not making the argument that everybody cheats in their relationships. I think way more people cheat than we admit. Um, but to me the universality of it is the experience of doubt in a romantic relationship and 
how do we handle that doubt? And now I have handled that doubt in, in a very maladaptive way, um, in a, in a harmful way. And, and this, you know, show is, is a little purgative. Um, but the universality of how much work is too much work in a relationship that translates to the, to the Brits, you guys, you guys push your emotions into a jar harder than we do. Um, so I, I, I do feel like it, uh, resonated. There were, there was one show where I had six people in the audience and it was two, uh, like mid, sorry, it was three mid fifties, um, sweet, sweet UK couples. And they were a little, um, shocked is not the right word wooden perhaps and it was the kind of thing where I and but also I had a couple of them come up to me afterward and quietly be like that was really good and I was just like wow I bet the car ride home was quiet (laughs) right then so uh we can probably get some adverts for some lawyers tagged onto this podcast as well then All, all I've written down in my notes for this section that I'm able to read out is Doubt in Romance. Just sounds like a perfect name for a new romantic band. Hello, Ohio. We are Doubt in Romance. Yeah, no, I think they're a bit more... See, that sounds a bit more sort of rockish punk. I don't think they're punk. You don't think so? You think they're like... No, they're like, like Doubt in Romance. in a coffee shop in the back. <laughs> yeah, it's a, sort of, it's a sort of mix between the Civil Wars and Duran Duran. Yes, yes, yes. Wow, I can't imagine <laughs> blending the Civil Wars in Duran Duran. That, I, I can, I it's lovely. Quickly. <laughs> <laughs> That's me set for the show, um, at least for mine. Okay, the show itself. We should do the most important thing, which is when is the show on? This show is at 7.15 every night uh, at the Pleasance Courtyard Bunker 3 from August 2 through August 28, but not the 14th. The 14th is my night off. Uh, Chloe. Cheat, uh, the show that's all about doubt and romance, infidelity, sounds absolutely fascinating. I hope it translates well. Thank you so much for having me. Chloe Radcliffe there and the show Cheat. On until the 27th, uh, the Gilded Balloon starting at 5.40pm. And as mentioned there, uh, just before the interview, watch out. It does go dark on the 14th, as many other shows do. As always, thanks for listening to the Edinburgh Fringe Show podcast, giving you just a little taste of the massive, wonderful explosion of arts that we have here in Edinburgh. Link, like, love, share, subscribe, all the usuals. Uh, if you do, consider leaving us a star review in your favourite podcast or app directory or even Spotify. And I'll see you in the... I won't, I won't see you. That would be creepy. But uh, you can listen to me in the next show. I'll thank you for giving me some of your time today and maybe have some of that time tomorrow. For now... Tedra from Edinburgh. You've been listening to the Edinburgh Fringe Show, hosted by Ewan Spence, produced by The Podcast Corner. Listen to more from The Fringe at edinburghfringe.thepodcastcorner.com. Corner.com.